Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? It is the Believe in Commanders show with Anthony Armstrong and my man Brian Murphy. Glad to be back with y'all leading into this week against Tennessee. We're previewing them today, but Brian, what's going on with you? Not too much. It's Thursday, so I'm ready for the uh, football weekend to start. We'll be checking out the Amazon Prime game. And, uh, man, Thursday is basically Friday. Friday basically means the weekend, and the weekend means football. So we are almost there. So basically Wednesday is the new Friday? I'll is take that yeah. kind of how we're doing it? Hump day, and then it's, that's it after Pretty that. Pretty much, yeah. I think they're on their way to some countries are doing four-day work weeks. Sign me up yesterday for that. You know, I think we could pack a lot of productivity in three or four days, but let's see. I don't know. Let's not spend too much time. I'm not going to bet on that, but I would put a little wager on some games this weekend. It doesn't matter what day it is because football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, which we will give you later on the show when we make our picks, uh, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Uh, no better reason to lo- uh, to log on and get going now. They have the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports like MLB with the playoffs coming up, NBA season starting soon, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards it's scrolling there at the bottom of the screen and remember bet online where the game starts yes indeed and then also shout out to the folks uh listening in on tune in radio you may that's be right. on the, the believe yeah. radio station over there so that's another spot you can check us out obviously all podcasting spots and and now tune in radio so shout out to them appreciate it pretty cool yeah and so uh bet online where the game starts so where does this game start for the commanders they are back home in fedex they're going to be debuting the burgundy jerseys the for the first time as the commanders so that'll be fun i think it's a think pink uh weekend so a lot of stuff going on it's always good to be back home and the commanders need uh there's the bell to remind us that the commanders need to get going they need to get going fast against the team that has struggled a little bit. Uh, don't forget, Absolutely. this was the number one seed in the AFC last year, and they started off 0-2. They, they've managed a couple of wins since then, but I think this is a Tennessee team that you can get after. So what are you thinking, your initial thoughts on this Titans-Commanders matchup? Well, you know that this is going to be a physical affair. I mean, Mike Rabel, uh, Derrick Henry, they want to hit you in the mouth. They want to punch you in the mouth, and you have to be ready for that. Uh, And John Allen and the rest of that defensive line for Washington, they will be up to the challenge. And, yes, you are 100% correct, Brian. You have to get up on this team fast. Their defense gives up yards. They are 31st ranked in the league uh, at defense. Uh, they Now, on the flip side, Washington's defense is 21st. Uh, then and on offense, uh, Tennessee is 29th in the league, and then Washington is 23rd. So you give yourself an opportunity to score points early, make them get out of their comfort zone, which is running the ball with Derrick Henry, make uh, Ryan Tannehill drop back and throw the ball. That's what Washington needs to do to get started early in this one. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, obviously he's going to be your game plan. 
And that guy likes nothing more than to pound it between the tackles and run out that clock. And if you can get up on them and kind of force Ryan Tannehill, who I'm, you know, he is what he is. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not a superstar. But if you, if he's you, not a mentor either. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's he's not going to mentor the young guys. He is not there to teach Malik Willis. But if you force the Titans to have to use Ryan Tannehill more than Derrick Henry, I think that's a recipe for success in a way that you can potentially get get after this Tennessee team. That's the absolute truth, and you don't want that. Uh, you don't want Tannehill being able to pass the ball in the play action situations. Uh, that will put a lot of strain on this defense. So, uh, priority number one: stop number twenty-two. Yeah, absolutely. I think I saw. Uh, speaking of Tannehill, I think Derrick Henry caught a touchdown pass. So they are they are certainly going to uh, try to get him involved in a bunch of different ways. It looks like uh, they're going to be without Traylon Burks, their first uh, round receiver. Sounds like the commanders are going to be without their first round receiver in Jahan Dotson. So was kind of looking forward to to that matchup or seeing which first round receiver comes out better. But it seems like uh, the, the other receivers for both sides are going to have to step up and make some plays. Yeah, and I think if you have to give the hat tip to Washington, give them the edge at the receiver position. Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, uh, Curtis Samuel, those guys are definitely ahead of what Tennessee has. With Tennessee losing A.J. Brown, it has definitely been a, a major, major sticking point for that offense and for that team so far. I mean, they don't have that one guy that they can go to right now. Uh, and then now you have a young fella, Traylon Burks, being out, and that doesn't help. Um, so when you're basically relying on Derrick Henry to make things go, um, it, it makes you very one-dimensional. And this could be a, a great point for Washington to come out and just create a good attitude uh, and, and start something special with this defense. Well, it seems like Washington has done, at least last week, and even against the Eagles, you know, despite how big of a disaster that was, they've done pretty well against the run. Uh, I said it in our, our recap of the Dallas game. John Allen spent most of the afternoon in the Dallas backfield, and you're going to need to do that and more uh, with Derrick Henry, who does not go down easily. I mean, he he is a tank. Everybody knows Derrick Henry. You know number 22, and you know what it feels like to get hit by him. So, But if they can play that well against the run again, I, I like their chances to kind of get Tennessee out of rhythm, and, and it'll force some of those guys to step up. We know Robert Woods is a solid receiver. Seems like he's finally coming on. Um, so they still have some weapons there, but – Again, it goes through Derrick Henry, and it kind of seems to fit to the commander's strength. They, they really have done a pretty good job against the run. They shut down Pollard and Elliott last uh, last week. Um, so I, I like their chances there if they're able to do that. Now, with the commanders, it's it's easier said than done, right? We, we've we've kind of laid out some some blueprints that I think w- would would have been really helpful and worked, but it, it's one thing to say it and to to go out there and, and get it done for those guys. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say the first few games of the year, there have been some pretty glaring mismatches where there area areas of concern where you could say like, Hey, this is a big problem and you have to overcome something to make the, to get the victory. I feel like this game against Tennessee, at least on the defensive side, you know what you have to stop. And I would love to think that William Jackson, uh, BSJ, St. Juice, you know, uh, and Kendall Fuller, those guys would be able to handle the receivers in the passing game that Tennessee is going to bring to them. So the, the big focus is stop the run. 
Right. I think that this team is built to do that. Uh, with John Allen in there, he's going to be an anchor. You know, uh, Deron Payne's playing out of his mind. He's going to be there. Sure, we don't have Chase Young yet, but that's okay. I think with the the, the, the defensive line, linebackers really keying in on Derrick Henry, that's going to be huge. They, they can focus on that, and it's going to be a good matchup. And then on the offensive side, you have a defense that's been susceptible. They have given up a lot of yards. They gave up 350 to Matt Ryan last week. So it's yep. going to give Carson Wentz a chance to get back on track. Like yep. this is a this is a big game for Washington, and you really have to just say, hey, you know what? Go out here and do what you do. Do what we do best, and 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 the good things are going to happen. Just just go out there and play ball. Yeah. So stick around for, on our video for the picks later. But um, I, I think people are kind of seeing what we're seeing that Washington could have a shot here. I think it opened up as a, a few point favorite uh, for Tennessee. And now it's down to a point and a half, which uh, means that people are, are starting to bet Washington and kind of looking at it like, you know what, this isn't the Tennessee Titans team that we've seen over the last couple of years. And you're right that that smash mouth you know, we know about the smash mouth on the offensive side with Derrick Henry, but with Mike Vrabel, a stud defender himself, that defense has been pretty susceptible to some some big plays. I mean, we saw what the Buffalo Bills were able to do against them on Monday night. So uh, th- there's a chance that if Carson, if we get good Carson Wentz that we saw in the first couple of weeks, that, that Washington could put up some points here and and maybe finally, finally get the ball rolling literally uh, for this offense and get back in a rhythm that we haven't seen now in two to three weeks. Oh, absolutely. You're, and I, I think one thing to think about, though, is good Carson Wentz is, a, is very much correlated with good offensive line uh, production and, and yeah. play, okay? Um, you know, I was asked if Carson Wentz is the guy. Is he the guy for this team? And I'm like it's too early to tell. But if you're being real, he doesn't have a full, you know, full strength offensive line. Right. All right so if, if the offensive line can slow down Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree, and, and keep Carson upright and give him a chance to deliver the ball, then you will see a lot of good Carson. I think there's he's more apt to play well. Uh, I don't think that the way that things have been going the past couple of weeks have been conducive of who he is as a quarterback so far. And this is probably what their um, fourth offensive line combination now in five games because it sounds like Sadiq Charles has kind of taken over for Trey Turner. So there's a lot of shuffling there, but you hope – and, and we've seen it in, in Washington in the past, even when guys have shuffled in and out, if the same unit is playing together for a little bit, they start to get a little bit more cohesive. And I think even with some of the, the, the holes that we saw last week, the offensive line was was making some stuff happen, especially in the running game. So you hope with another week of these same five guys playing together, I know Turner uh, started last week. And like I said, Charles looks like he's going to be the right guard this week, but hopefully that cohesiveness, the same five guys knowing each other, knowing where each other is and and, and are during the play. I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think Carson Wentz and I think any quarterback can only go as far as his offensive line is going. And, um, you know, you got to think that they're kind of hopefully starting to gel a little bit and they've got some guys in there now that are pulling in the same direction. Yeah. Um, I think that it's it's very it's tough. I remember I said it takes you about four to six weeks to kind of get rolling yeah. as a team, especially you got a new quarterback and going live speed. It doesn't help when the offensive line is shuffling like a deck of cards. That yeah. is never a good thing because I mean you, you think it's oh it's all the same, just block. Everybody has different 
techniques. Everybody sees things differently. Yes, you want to be a group of dancing bears together, but it's not like that. Uh, and yeah. then it, it, it can hinder the progression that has been made with the receivers. You, you may not get to see that because if he's not able to step back and, and deliver the ball on time, then you don't get to see the connection that he's built with Jahan and with Curtis and, and Logan. So it, everything starts up front. Uh, and I think that you know, it's, a t- it's a challenge with this defensive line and what you get, but they are susceptible for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I think one of the guys that maybe not a lot of people know is Jeffrey Simmons. He is a wrecking ball on that defensive line for Tennessee. So they've got some studs on that side of the ball, but it sounds like potentially uh, Bud Dupree might be out. Uh, Zach Cunningham. So a couple of their linebackers might be out. So that, that might be helpful in a game when you're most likely going to be down Jahan Dotson. Uh, when talking about the offensive line, I totally forgot about Sam Cosme most likely missing uh, this game and, and beyond. So uh, you're getting Tennessee at a time when they're a little banged up too, and it's the perfect time to strike uh, at home, and and you got to take advantage. And, uh, you know, it's something we've been saying for the last few weeks, but eventually it's got to happen that they've got to go out there and punch the other team in the mouth uh, for a change. Um, and, and it seems like they're, they're in a good spot with a, with a team that might be, you know, a little shorthanded themselves. But you know how you punch somebody in the mouth? It's rear back. Uh, you, I've never gotten a fight. In my you life. never got into a fight <laughs> no, before. I I'm got into one. Wuss. I got into like a part, like a half of one. You was know, it on like, the football field or was it? A, no. Okay. No, there's a funny story. Uh, quick story time. Uh, I played against the Cardinals. There's They had a safety by the name of Adrian Wilson. Yep, Dude was a him. huge, <laughs> huge safety. Think like Cam Chancellor. Him, those two guys are like similar, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a, a play that I had to go in and dig out the safety. And, and you know, a big thing to be on tape is that you got to lock up with the player that you're supposed to block. Coaches will give you a minus if you don't finish up on somebody. Well, I go up and finish up on Adrian Wilson. It's more like this. And I'm like blocking him. And he like puts his hand on my shoulder pads and just extends it fully away. And like it's I'm on tape just flailing my arms, just like trying to, you know, look tough. Um, but like I'm trying to knock his hand off and it wasn't working. So, yeah, that was on tape a little bit. Um, it looked like it looked like Megatron just holding, you know, <laughs> Uh, Sam Witwicky or whatever, and he's just like, yeah. you know, shut up. So, yeah, anyways, don't fight on the field. It's not that smart. Um, uh, you lose a lot of energy that way. But you punch people in the mouth by having a good physical presence on offense. And Brian Robinson, if he is coming back, yeah, I feel like he will be a magic. He's going to be our own Derrick Henry. Yeah. In a sense. I mean, you know, you don't have to necessarily shoot so high, but hell yeah, forget that. Shoot high. He'll be yeah. our own Derrick Henry. He can be that type of a physical presence for this offense. Well, he can be something that we can lean on and, and, and you know, know that you're going to push the pile for four and five yards rather than have to take a two and three yard gain. Well, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, he's an Alabama guy, so there's a chance he could be the next Derrick Henry. But we saw that in the preseason, that the first guy did not bring him down. And when it looked like it was going to be one or two yards, it ended up being closer to four and five yards. And that's exactly what you need. I'm not I'm not saying that Antonio Gibson is not a, a tough runner, but that's not his game. You know, he's a former wide receiver who is is really good out in space. But I think his entire time now third year in Washington, he has missed a bruiser uh, between the tackles. And that's what potentially Brian Robinson brings 
to this team. And I don't know if it's going to be this week and maybe we'll get the news later on today, you know, if he's officially going to play or not, but you got to think that he's coming back soon because he's, he's practiced and apparently he's looked really good. And uh, I think, I think you're right. I think this, that he, not to put so much pressure on a young guy, but I think that he is a guy that is going to really help change this, this offense and potentially get them going with a, with a weapon that they haven't had all season. Yes, and it's going it's to change the way that Scott Turner has to operate. I mean, he's going to definitely you, – you get it. He, he just bring, it brings another wrinkle. It brings you, brings you another bit of identity, um, and then hopefully it could help open up some play-action passes for Washington as well. So that's a big thing. Yeah, and, and one thing that we didn't notice or that we didn't talk about uh, – one thing we didn't talk about uh, – um, this past week was Jonathan Williams was active, and uh, as in as Anthony steps away real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my little spiel here. But Jonathan Williams was was active, and he's kind of the big run. He's a bigger running back as well, and I think that he really complemented Antonio Gibson well, and then eventually J.D. McKissick as well. So if you can get a guy, and no offense to Jonathan Williams, but I think we all think Brian Robinson has a higher upside. But if you can get a physical guy in there who can demand some respect in between the tackles, it'll op- open up the defense a little bit to get gashed by some of the guys like Antonio Gibson and, and J.D. McKissick. So I certainly think that, that you know, I'm not trying to, again, put too much on this guy uh, for a guy who, who's never taken a meaningful, you know, real NFL snap. But I think that his his style of play, like uh, AAA was saying, is – is exactly what Scott Turner has been missing. And I think it's going to get the running game going, which is going to open up the passing game, which will allow you to hold on to the ball for a little bit longer, which is going to help your defense. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, that Brian Robinson is going to come in and put up 150 yards every game, week in and week out. But uh, I really like what, what he brings to the table. And I like what we saw in the preseason. And I think it's going to be um, something for defenses to, to reckon with as, uh, as the commanders roll along. Now, I don't know if he's going to play this week. It seems like things are pointing in the right direction, but you certainly don't want to rush this guy back. But I'm not putting it past him. I think we're going to see him in the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be exciting to see what what he uh, what he offers to this offense. So whether or not Brian Robinson plays this week or moving forward down uh, down the road the rest of the season, I think he's going to be a big part for what this commander's offense is going to want to do and be able to do. That's that's the truth, and I, I'm excited to to see him get back on the field and get back. Hell, it was preseason, so yeah, I'm excited to see him back in the offense yeah. and see what he can bring to that team for sure. Yeah, and you know, we mentioned the the Titans might be banged up a little bit, but I think you might also get them at a good time because I think that they might be looking ahead at their schedule a little bit. They actually have an early bye week next week, so I'm sure they're hoping to get to the bye week, uh, get rested. They, they probably think. It, the commanders are an easy win to go to three and two, three straight wins. And then they, they got to be thinking about the, the two games coming out of the bye week. They got two division games against Indy and Houston. So mm-hmm. I think you might get them in a, in a bit of a trap game here. And I think that the commanders can take advantage of that uh, with their backs against the wall a little bit. Nobody believing in them. It might be the perfect time to strike. That's the truth. I mean, when you're looking at it, they, they Tennessee ha- would have the opportunity to go five and zero. Oh. Uh, going back to the September 25th, but I mean they could they could sweep the entire month of October, and, and I you you think somebody probably was circling that and assuming yeah. that that's what they would do, um, you know, especially getting that win against Indy, and then getting a bye week, and then getting to play Indy again. 
Um, so they, they're definitely thinking about that moving forward. But don't oh, don't sleep on these boys in, in uh, Burgundy now. That's don't right. Don't sleep on them. These guys, they need to get back. Um, Carson Wentz was saying today that he said it's not any time to panic. It's not any time to panic. And he's 100% right. correct. You don't need to panic right now. You just get back to playing football. I mean, everything that's happening is, is frankly, it's, it's all fixable, you know. It's all fixable. It'd be one thing if you just if you line up and you're like, hey, their Jimmys are better than our Joes. And if and if you can't, you know, that's it, then that's it. But whenever it's something like last week, penalties, you're looking at, you know, self uh, self-inflicted, you know, wounds and, and and pushing the ball back, you know, that's one thing. Starting out slow, that's just another thing. This could be the perfect week to put everything together and just and just come out here and have a great performance. Yeah, and I think we've seen flashes. I think you're absolutely right that you just got to start to to put it together consistently. And, you know, you're a quarter of the way through the season. There's no better time to, to do it than now. And I think I think you're right. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of panic. Um, we talked a little bit about Jonathan Allen saying keep that same energy. You know, they I think they feel like they're going to turn it around. And I think Ron Rivera. Um, you know, you can criticize the on-field stuff, and I, I had someone ask why haven't they fired him because they're not there yet. It's not that bad yet. Uh, you know, maybe down the line, if they still only have one win, then, okay, we can start to talk about it. But one thing that Ron Rivera does really well is that he's going to take the heat uh, or try to, you know. And so this week he said how frustrating it is that they're one and three, and I think – by him addressing it and not having the players address it, I think that kind of puts the, the focus on him a little bit. And it kind of frees up these guys like Carson Wentz and John Allen to go out there and, and play football and, and start to turn this thing around. So I, I, I really appreciate that. And I'm curious how you feel about your coach kind of addressing it as opposed to, to kind of forcing you to talk about the fact that you're one and three. And if you have any thoughts about that. You know, I, I love that you brought that up. And that's very uh, it's very keen and very wise of, of Ron Rivera. I mean, frankly, it's it's what a leader, what you want your leader to do. Uh, and, and, it, and it comes down to accountability. I know mm -hmm. I saw an article, they were saying that Ron Rivera and, and Jack Del Rio called out uh, Jamin Davis, but they said that they had the conversation with Jamin and they said that, hey, you've been playing better and you need to play better. That's not calling anybody out. That's just right. saying what it is. And you've had the conversation to the guy. Now you have Ron Rivera that goes up and he's saying, hey, we're one in three. Obviously, you know, he's upset about it. Everybody's upset about it. But you don't want your players to have to worry about answering those questions. That mm -hmm. takes the pressure off of them. Now, watch this what happens. They go play a great game this Sunday and players have a, a ball across the field. He's going to let those guys talk about that. Yeah. You know, let the players talk about, you know, they get to enjoy their moment in the sun when all the stuff is raining from up top. Hey, he'll take that brunt. He can be the person to handle the umbrella. Now, ultimately, I mean, I said this in the past. This team was, I don't feel like it was just one player away. Yeah. I don't think it was a one player away thing. I think they did address a lot of positions. They got help at receiver. Uh, they did, you know, through some, through some help at O-line, but obviously the injuries are now jumping in. Uh, they're making steps in the right direction. Yeah. And you have to take that for what that is. And, you know, yes, we want to see wins happen, but. It's still a team that is in in a I'm not rebuild, but they are definitely constructing something new, and you got to give it a chance to get built. Yeah, and and your quarterback, the most important position, your, your biggest acquisition, is learning his third offense in as many years. So that's that's a huge part of it. 
And I, I think that, you know, they still like that. They need time to gel. It's still early in the season. You know, it's a quarter of the way through, but it's still early. And I think Ron Rivera and those guys know it. So it's nice to not hear them panicking. And it's nice to hear Ron Rivera kind of take the brunt of that because I'm with you. I think that you can criticize their on the field decisions, the coaching staff, but it seems like that they're being upfront and honest with their players. And it seems like it's, it's going both ways in that regard. And that's all you can ask for is to, to talk to a guy man to man and not kind of spread it through the media. And I think they're doing a good job of that where it could easily, and in the past with this team, it could easily spill out and could become way worse, even a quarter of the way through. Yeah. And, and you and don't get it twisted. Um, everybody said, well, it's week four. We don't want to get too far away. Yes, the rest of the rest of the division is is looking very good. They are all rolling three and one, three and one, and four and zero. Oh. So Washington does need to get on the right side of things quickly. But hey, you're not we're not going to throw in the towel. I think this is a great opportunity for them to get a win uh, and get back on the right side of things. Create yeah. a little momentum going into this short week. That's right. So uh, yeah, they got a game against Tennessee. They turn right around to go to Chicago. So. Hopefully we're seeing Brian Robinson out there. Hopefully we're seeing this team start to punch some other teams in the mouth. And hopefully we're talking about a, a win next week, uh, looking to put two together in, in, in four days. Uh, but I, I like their chances. I mean, Tennessee's no pushover by any means, but I like their chances this week to, to get a win at home. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got to get my cookbook back out. That's right. Just, just What's the you recipe know, looking like this week? Nice little, simple, concise one. This is for, uh, for my working professionals. You know, you're busy, you're on the go, uh, and you're wondering just what do we do? How do I keep it simple? Something mm-hmm. simple, but it's a classic, right? So, number one, first things foremost, offense. I say you come out, you, you be aggressive a little bit. Be aggressive. Try to jump on these guys early. Maybe it's not run the ball on the first play because they have a pretty good defensive line. So, I mean, hey, you're not doing spaghetti, but we're going to turn it up a bit. Maybe we jump out with some play action, try to get some chunk plays early. That's, you know, nice like little it. steak. You can just grill that up. It's super simple, super easy. All right. So that's number one. Get started early. I say go against what you've done already. A lot of self-scouting has already happened. Hey, maybe you start out with runs a lot. I mean, hell, last week Carson Wentz averaged four yards per pass. That ain't good. No, that's not good. Yes, indeed. So go play action, (laughs) drop some balls over the top. Let's get some big plays on the defensive side. You know who it is. Stop 22. You got to go all in on stopping Derrick Henry. Those guys on the outside, give those guys the confidence of Deion Sanders. Say, y'all got it. Don't even come back to the huddle. Just handle it out over there. John Allen, the rest of the defensive line, Cole Holcomb, Jamin Davis. He's going to be important too now. Yep. He's going to be a little side uh, cayenne pepper on some blitzes. He's going to have to keep his eyes on Ryan Tannehill because he can get out and elude with his feet. So he's a, he's a little bit of a mobile guy. He used to play receiver in college now. That's so he right. can run. Yes, indeed. So he can run. So that's that's one thing. Circle, uh, circle Derrick Henry. Pay attention to him, uh, but also keep your eyes on Ryan Tannehill. And then the third thing, you got to have a little dessert. You got to go out there and look good. It put the burgundy. I don't know if it's going to be all burgundy or burgundy in the gold pants. That's my favorite combination. Go out there, look good, and have some fun, man. Dion says you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, you play good, they pay good. Want to see some guys play really well looking good on Sunday up there at FedEx Field. Yep, let's see if the commanders can uh, look good, 
play good, get a W, and get this thing rolling with a chance to make it two in a row this time next week. So uh, speaking of paying good, make your bets. Get your bets in at Bet Online and use our promo code BELIEVE. We appreciate those guys for bringing the show every week. As I mentioned, it looks like some people are betting the commanders, so it might be a, a nice train to, to hop on there. They're a home uh, dog. you got to think they want to protect FedEx Field, and what better shot to do it. So check out uh, Bet Online, betonline.ag. We appreciate those guys bringing the sh- bringing you the show every week. So we'll we'll give out our picks uh, in another episode on Friday. But if you want to stick with us on video, we're going to do that here in just a second. Any closing thoughts, AAA, before this Commanders Titans matchup? Um, no, I don't. I I think that the Enough message said. is clear. Enough is said. There's no more talk. Ain't no more talking. Go show get it up. Done. Yeah. Show up and play ball. It'll be a good well, day. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we will be back uh, again, like I said, with our picks and then to to break down this game next week and then a quick turnaround, a preview of Chicago. So a lot coming in the next few days. Thanks for spending some time with us. All right, folks, we'll catch you around. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.